I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! He's the fastest man on the planet. He'd have got there, Rabbit. What about Andrew King? Put him in the sucker! Yes, yes, it's Monday. It's the weekly wrap-up, a round where a lot of sides scored high. Uh, without the official rankings being out just yet, I think I've seen a high of 1688 or something like, something ridiculous. Personally, I finished up on a 1511. Look, I'll take a 1500 score every day of the week. It's my highest score in recent memory. But it's a week of what could have been, I feel. Look, I'm looking down at Satili Tupanua with a four next to his name, and it does hurt. Um, if he goes close to what his average is, is 65, 70, then I'm pushing up around that 1580 range. So, look, it's it's one of those weeks where, look, it, it happens. I put a podcast out the other day about injuries and how we can manage them moving forward. But, look, it's, it's a round where I think a lot of the guns stepped up. And a pass score, I, th- I feel if you're... If you want to hold ground, I think 15... 15- Hundred is obviously is is in that top echelon, um, but I feel like uh, thirteen hundred and fifty. If if you've scored around there, I think you can be happy with it with a solid week, especially if you didn't captain Ryan Pappenhausen. Obviously, he's going to be the big talking point of the week moving forward, and whether teams are going to bring him in or captain him against weaker oppositions and whatnot. But he's going to dominate the headlines. But there's some other guys here that flew under the radar that uh, I guess deserve a bit of praise. Brian Totto one twenty one, Nathan Cleary one hundred three in my side, for example. Um, another big score from. Um, uh, Tino Fatasul Malawi, who came good for owners, just like there's a plethora of guys this week that that really stepped up and and I guess put the markings on it. There's plenty of guys that are going to miss out and not make the talking points, but guys like Reed Money who scored 100 from Hooker, Damien Cook 106, Papali 92, Look, Viliami Kickout keeps doing it time after time with 93, Tarek Sims with a double 101, Chad Townsend like stepped up, like all these guys. Without going too detail into it now, like there's a lot of guys here that that really stepped up. A, a, cu- a couple of popular pods and a couple of just the solidified guns that really propelled teams moving forward. I think uh, the one that helped me out the biggest this week is Fergie Ferg, 111 for Big Black Ferguson in that game against the Tigers. That really helped. But we f- we cast our minds back to Thursday and we look at the Panthers taking on the Sea Eagles and. A game where the Panthers dominated, and that really reflected in the Supercoach scores. Jerome Luai, 128, was the top scorer, with Brian Toto just behind him at a 121, like we discussed. Toto was in everything, two tries, base stat beast, as we know. He's one of these guys that is just going to score you 50 to 55 every week in the center wings, and not um, and not differ from that. And then when he gets those attacking stats, one try gets him up to 90. Two tries gets him up to that 120 range is what we've seen now. So, look, Matt Burton, another one with 107 points in the centers. Look, it's it's a dicey one to pick because I'm going to touch on the man that I think was probably one of the biggest flops of this week. But it's dicey with Burton. 170, he's going to make good coin. He scored 70 of the week before. But it's it's a case of how long he's going to hold that position there. Is it worth picking him up for only a couple of weeks with Dylan Edwards out with that hand injury? Nathan Cleary was a big 
winner with updates. Uh, Viliami Kikau continues to terrorize right-hand defenses with a 92. James Fisher-Harris with a nice try assist to, to get him to a 90. But look, the dud of the week, I feel, is Stephen Crichton. I talked him up highly. I know a lot of you guys jumped on the train of buying him at fullback, but 30 points is just not good enough, is it? From a guy that's going to play 80, look, Staines came in at the end of the game and played fullback, and he looked much, much better than um, than Crichton. That's why it worries me picking Burton in your supercoach team. There could be a world where Momorowski moves to the wing, Burton moves to the centers, and Crichton comes back in, but that means Burton goes to the right-hand side, and I feel it's just too much money to be having tied up and not knowing what the output's going to be. Yeah, he's going to make some fantastic coins, similar to Jermaine Asako, but... Look, with Burton, it's 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 hard to, to really see him being relevant moving forward. As for the Manly Seagulls, there's not a whole lot to talk about here. A 64 from uh, Sean Kepi, a 61 from Cade Carson, a 60 from Josh Alloyer. was really the talking points of them, who only scored six points. Daly Cherry Evans just continues to, to not be the second-best halfback in the game anymore. As, in terms of supercoach, that is anyway. Like a 26 from him, it's, um, it's not really acceptable from a guy that we... Pencil in as being the next best option that wasn't named Nathan Cleary. Josh Schuster scored a 47, pretty much all in base, but there is some concerns around that hand. He looked to be clutching it pretty badly. I'm not too sure whether the injury report, report's going to bring anything out. But um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him miss some time on the sideline. The next game was total shutout, and it's it's the Bulldogs versus the Rabbitohs. We posted on Facebook that this Bulldogs side is one of the worst in recent memories. They haven't scored a try in three and a bit games. Scored that early try against the Knights, uh, and then scored one right at the bell, but apart from that, it's been nothing from them. Look, um, Atoni with 58, Jack Hetherington with 55, if you held him, that's an okay score. Uh, Jota Pine, now 53, this is probably the shining light from the Supercoach week. Uh, a 2RF, obviously basement price, we, we know the wraps on the kid. If he's done enough to hold a bench spot, he's definitely worth an option to look at if you want to downgrade one of your guys. Um, he's going to be a nice little slow burn, but it's just a dependent on what his role on the side is going to be under Trent Barrett. Are they going to bring him in for one week? I know he's on... I don't think he's in the, the top 30. I think he's on a development contract, but they do have one space available. So whether they want to bring him in, if they've given up the pursuit of Matt Burton, that'll uh, determine whether he, he's going to play a bit of game time or not. We saw um, we saw Lachlan Lamb go down with the HIA and only score one, which really opened up minutes for Tapine and, and Sione Katoa, and they, they scored well, but... I think the talking point here was uh, was Damien Cook, 106. He does it again, Cookie. Um, people were worried after the first week, but um, I guess the old saying is true: never sell a proven gun. And Cookie's just proving to be that running half, that 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 running hooker. Sorry, that we need in Supercoach. And yeah, look, he's he's becoming. Um, I wouldn't say a must-have because there's, other, there's other, some other great options at hooker this year: uh, Braley, Reed, Marnie, Connor Watson to an extent as well. So. Cook's on a must-have, but if, you, if you've if you held him from round one, you're definitely um, reaping the rewards. Adam Reynolds, a guy that we put in the hot takes this week to score over 85, scored 89. Reynolds, I personally thought he, he'd score a lot of points in goal-kicking this week, and that's why I liked him to be over the 85 and create a couple of attacking chances. The attacking chances didn't come, but a, uh, a charge-down try at the end of the game really helped bump that over the line. Josh Mansour seemed to be getting a lot of the ball this week. Uh, 74 for him, a try, and a lot of attacking stats. I um I watched this game live and, and Mansour had two line breaks and seven tackle busts in about fifteen seconds. So uh the bloke was a workhorse. Latrell Mitchell, another one that um a lot of people were popular to bring in because of the draw that he has coming up, and he rewarded owners with a seventy-four. Cody Walker, uh, two tries, a try assist, and, and only a sixty-seven, so I guess take that with what you will. 
Um, I, I don't know if I want to call it a, a, a bust because obviously 67 is still a great score, but the guy scored two tries and set up one and, and look, the tries didn't have a line break attached to them, nor did the try assist. So I guess there's the asterisk over that. Obviously that kick to Alex Johnson in the corner, a kick isn't considered a line break and Cookie did all the work for his two tries. So I guess there's some explanation behind there, but look, a lot of people had high expectations for Walker. I, I posted, will he go over or under 100? And a lot of people were tipping him to go over. A lot of people would like him to break the record this year, this week actually. So look, I'm not too sure what Cody Walker owners think of a 67. If you put the captaincy on him, obviously it's a, it's a tough pill to swallow considering the next man that we're going to talk about. And that is obviously Ryan Pappenhausen, the, the star of the week, 197, 201 before updates happened. I was pretty confident that record would be broken. I thought he was owed um, a little bit. Obviously, gave away the goal kick at the end to Josh Adokar, but knowing in hindsight this 197 it wouldn't have changed anything. The record still would have stayed the same. But look, I thought I thought it was there to be taken. The the upgrades didn't come for him, unfortunately. But if you captained Pappy, uh, you were off your, on your way to a phenomenal week. Um, like 197 with the armband, 394. You're never going to go too wrong with that. I'd almost want to say it's impossible to lose your head-to-head, but um, in the Turbo Hemis Cup, I uh, I lost to, to Jake from uh, from Ramey and Noodles. It was 1-5-1-1 to 1-5-1-2. We both captained Pappy, and um, yeah, it went down by points. So I'm not going to say that it's impossible to lose if you captain Pappy, because I can I can give you the proof that it is, but um, you're, you're on a very, very good way to increase that overall rank. George Jennings, uh, 87, two tries in the, in the back end of the game. Justin Ollum with a 75. He's an interesting one. He's one that I've actually looked at for my side as well, personally. I want to dig a little bit deeper into this, into his base stats and work out how well he's performing week to week on a, on a consistent basis without these attacking stats, but he's definitely an interesting one to look at. He's a game breaker. Um, we know what he can do with ball in hand. Another man with ball in hand this week was Christian Welch with a 71. Now, uh, updated a lot. I think he was 57 pre-update, 71 post. Five offloads for Welch this week. And uh, another one of these guys that if you held strong after round one, you're rewarded. Great score in round two. Uh, a rather more performance in round three. And obviously a 71 in round four. You'll take that every day of the week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. As for the Broncos, uh, Jake Turpin top scored here with 60, but I think the biggest talking point is Payne Haas, only scoring a 55. Now, if you did jump on the Haas train straight away, I would always suggest waiting on these guys that are coming back from injury or suspension just to see how they're used. We know there was question marks over Payne Haas this year about the minutes that Kevin Walters was going to use him for, so it's going to be interesting to see how that is mended moving forward, but 55, look, for the first game back, it's not too bad, blow the cobwebs out, and hopefully we can grab him at a discounted price. The next game, and one of the surprise teams of the year, it's the Cronulla Sharks, uh, winning 48-10 to over the Cowboys, and... Will Kennedy was the star of the show here. I've said it a couple of times. If Will Kennedy was any other position other than a fullback, I think you'd be jumping all over him. He's at the back end of all their attacking plays. And um, yeah, look, at 123, I think he had a couple of 70s as well. It's just such a stacked position to, to really be taking a punt on. But if you did downgrade one of your one of your two guns that you've got, 
definitely frees up a lot of cash for you there, but it's uh, it's a risky play to pick up Kennedy. With Johnson coming back in the wings, not too sure how the attack's going to flow through his hands. Chad Townsend, our lord and saviour, 107 for the big man. He was in everything. It was him, Kennedy, Moylan, and Braley. They just tore this Cowboys team apart. Matt Moylan, if you took the punt on him based off the matchups and put the reserve on him, you were rewarded with a 64. Connor Tracy, uh, dual position halfback, 5'8", playing in the centres. Uh, while Raymond is out, he bagged a 94. Look, they're not going to play the Cowboys every week, but they are pro- providing to be a, a pretty decent side in the NRL this this um, this year. Look, they should have beat the, the Raiders a couple of weeks back if it wasn't for Townsend's poor boot. But, um, yeah, the, the Sharks just keep doing what they're doing. As for the Cowboys... There's really only one man I want to talk about here. Actually, I'll talk about two guys. Valentine Holmes is the first one. 70 at fullback center wing. I think we're going to get him at a discounted price. We're just waiting for this Cowboy side to start clicking attacking wise. And I think Holmes is going to be a big winner out of that. But the next man I want to talk about is um, is the debutant Ben Condon. Now, played 80 minutes on the edge and only scored 35. A lot of people were looking at him to, to pick him up. I'm hoping this is a case of, of the jordan Ricky tessie new syndrome, quite in their first week, and then bounce back with a couple of good 50s, but I just didn't see enough from the eye test to really warrant looking at him as, a, as an option moving forward. I'd much rather pick up someone like Jackson Tapine um, when he's going to play in the forwards. He was penciled in at hooker this week, obviously, with the injury to Lachlan Lamb, but I think he's a much better prospect to look at than someone like a, like a Condon, unfortunately. The next game sees the... Titans, they, they go down to the Raiders, but there's a lot to talk about here. And the big talking point is the two new recruits, Tino Fasul Malawi and David Fafita. 93 for Tino and 88 for Fafita. We posted on the socials earlier in the week, is David Fafita a luxury or, or a must-have? And the opinions were pretty split. I think it was uh, 54% said uh, a luxury and 46% said must-have. And I think that's going to swing this week. I think Fafita is quickly showing that he is... Um, just racking up these sort of evading stats, offloads, tackle busts, uh, the works. He's just he seems to be getting through a lot of work. Does go missing in NRL sense uh, from time to time, but look in Supercoach, I don't care if you go missing. If you're going to pump out 88 for me every week, then I'll 100% sign you up. So he's someone I'm looking at getting this week. If we're going to um, upgrade someone like a Satili Tupanua, so it's an interesting uh, dilemma to have. As for Tino, mate, this this guy is just an absolute beast. He's just in everything. I was worried all preseason. You guys know how much I was on the fence, or not really on the fence, I was off Tino at all costs. I thought he wouldn't be able to provide the same kind of output in a different side that isn't run by Cameron Smith. But look, Tino is just is just doing this week in, week out. Yeah, he's, he's not going to get 93 every week, and he played big minutes this week. I think he played 71 minutes, but he's just a guy that, that has a phenomenal PPM. He's shown that he's got the motor to get through work, and I think at dual position... Uh, second row, uh, front row forward. He's going to plug a lot of holes for teams. We posted that we weren't sure why people were rushing to sell him. And uh, yeah, the, it still stays true. I think Tino is a fantastic buy. If you've held him for this long, you, you re- reap with the rewards of a 93. Look, I, I expect the season average to be around 65 to 70-ish. And um, yeah, for a guy that we bought at 500k, you'll take that every day of the week. As for the Raiders, it was uh, Josh Papali'i off the bench with a 92. Obviously, he scored a try, which helped that. As for Ryan Sutton, Ryan James just continues to to be a solid fourth option for, for super coaches. I have yet to put the reserve tag on him at all this year. Oh, sorry, I did last week, and he got me a six. So um, I didn't play him the first uh, two weeks, played him round three, did nothing, and, and round four is when he kicked on. So 
I guess the moral of the story is when you guys know that I'm playing Ryan James, jump off him because that's uh, it seems to be the curse. Look, another one down here, Bally Simonson, 30, sort of 37. It looks like that's what we're going to expect out of Simonson without the tries. He hasn't bagged a meat pie yet, but 37, um, if we can get that week in, if we even can get 30 week in and week out, he's a fine AE. I guess, sorry, if we're on this topic of AEs and we're talking about duds of the week, we go back to the first game, Jason Saab with a five. Look, it's uh, this experiment's just not working, is it? We're not too sure what's going to come of Saab because if he's only getting five, with a try, it's only going to take him to 35, 40 points a game. So we need the workload to pick up from Saab. I think he's just too low of a, of a, a price point to even look at selling. I know he's an AE nightmare, but there's very little cheapies coming through that center wing slot. So yeah, Saab is just one of these ones that I think he's going to be a Braden Willie army of last year. One of these guys that's just going to plot around all year and do nothing for your team. But speaking of Brayden Willie Army, uh, we move into the Knights, going down to the Dragons, another surprise package. A lot of people had the Dragons as the Spoon favourites this year, myself included, but uh, they're continuing to, to kick on. I thought with the loss of Hunt, they'd come back to earth as well, but Tarek Sims with a double, 101 was the top scorer here. Then there's a big drop-off down to um, to Adam Clune at 65, so look, a, a big drop-off between them, so it just goes to show that it was a around a team performance from them. There's not really too many from the Dragons I do want to sort of look at. I guess Paul Vaughan is a sneaky option for your front row forwards. If he doesn't make origin this year, he's going to be a great cover through that middle period of the year. As for the Knights, we've come to expect the uh, the same couple of names to top score for them week in, week out. Mitch Barnett, 75. Jaden Braley, 65. Connor Watson, 56. We know what we're going to get from these guys. Mitch Barnett looks to have the goal kicking back with Tex Hoy out. I don't know if Callum Ponga is back next week. Uh, Adam O'Brien in a post-match conference was sort of touch and go on to Callum Ponga, but look, Barnett, I think he's done enough to hold the kicking. Ponga isn't an amazing goal kicker, so it'd be interesting to see. He was dudded, absolutely dudded of a, of a line break assist and a try assist, so we could have seen Mitch Barnett go up over 100 this round. He was absolutely robbed, and I'm not even saying that as an owner. Uh, you guys that watched the game, he was called for a forward pass at the back end of the game, and it was, it was a dreadful call. Um, yeah, so look, for Mitch Barnett owners, it sucks, but uh, for non-owners, I mean, you're laughing, but still 75 from him, he just seems to be pumping out these scores week in, week out, so you'll take that every day of the week if you started with him. As for Jaden Braley, another one of these guys, it's just a consistent sort of scorer, going to grab those attacking stats here and there, and that's really going to help the average. As for Connor Watson, coming off the bench, we know what um, he's going to do. I was worried with the inclusion of Blake Green on the bench, that might see... Green sort of come in, Kurt Mann go to the utility role, and, and Braley and Watson might miss out, but obviously with the mass injuries that the Knights had, they um they sort of revert back to what we know. I think Connor Watson's still going to play 55, 60 minutes every week. The Roosters defeated the Warriors 32-12, to and this was the Sam Walker show. A lot of people were, were talking about him, whether they play him, whether they get him early this week. Thankfully, I was one of the few that did buy him early. And play him this week, an 81. We'll take that every day of the week. I think he had four or five line breaks, assists. Uh, Angus Crichton, 81. I watched this game. I didn't really think Crichton did a whole lot. And to see him end up with an 81, that's what you want from your, your proven guns, isn't it? A game where they look quiet, but still provide massive scores. Um, I guess we will we'll touch on the elephant in the room. And it's James Tedesco at 74. Now, I posed the question on Facebook yesterday. Is it time to cut ties with Teddy? And I didn't expect as much backlash as I did. My my thought process behind it is, if we sell Teddy at 900k, and we downgrade him to someone like a Latrell, that's going to be that's going to be about 300k to free up. We can use that 300k to, to really bolster the team elsewhere. 
And if you don't have any intention of captaining Tedesco over the next couple of weeks with these halves out, I honestly didn't see it as a bad move. A lot of people, I think they're they're quick to just to stick to what they know in terms of like, oh, it's Tedesco, we must keep him. But if we can look at other alternatives, I think that's it. Cre- it creates a good conversation for Supercoach, and I think it's one that we can definitely look at. I don't have the balls big enough to to pull it off myself, but um, look, I think it's definitely an option we can look at exploring. Brett Morris just continues to be an absolute machine with try scoring 118. It's um look, it's a lot of money to pay for us in a wing that doesn't have fantastic base, but he just keeps scoring week after week, and I think that's three tons in four weeks for for Brett Morris now. So obviously the standout center wing candidate. It's just a it's a tough, I guess tough pill to swallow if you pick him up for for that sky high price and he he goes through a sort of a drought. We look all the way down to the bottom of the Roosters score sheet. And we see Whisperer fan favourite Cecily Tupanua with a four. Obviously, the HIA absolutely rattled off uh, Adam Fennell Blake's knee, which I guess didn't help. And he he was out like a lot. I didn't expect him to come back, but it's um it's brutal to look at for your Supercoach scorecard. But thankfully, he's okay. On the Warriors side of things, we look at Tohu Harris as the top scorer with a seventy-two. Now, I guess we could say this is a quiet game from Tohu Sanders. Obviously, a seventy-two is great, but we look at it with a try, which is worth seventeen, and it's probably a little bit quieter than we expect from Tohu. Another one of these guys that could be in the con- a conversation to replace Teddy Roger to a Barca Sheck with a 63. It looks to be really coming into his own week after week. I thought maybe with the news that he was departing, it might sort of slow things down. But look, he's played fantastic the last couple of weeks. But um, apart from that, it was a pretty pretty lackluster Warriors side apart from those two. We move into the last game on Easter Monday. Four o'clock sees the Tigers. Look, they put up a valiant fight against the Parramatta Eels, but... Uh, look, I think the bald prints on the wing sort of hurt or helped a lot of people's weeks. Blake Ferguson, 111, bagged a double, played shocking, I thought, and, and top scored this game. So, just goes to show you that um, you can play phenomenal and not too, and not score too great. Look at Clint Gutherson a couple of weeks ago, and you can have a shocker and, and score 111. So, it's um, it's one of those things where you can't really look at at uh, player form too much. You can look, you can use the eye test definitely, but sometimes player form doesn't correlate to Supercoach scores. Uh, 100 for Reed Marnie, another one of these guys that is just continuing to defy me. I didn't want to pick him up because of, um, I guess, just prior years and, and better options. But look, he's racking up points week after week and becoming a decent option, I think, if you're not going to run Cook. But you're going to have to jump on him soon before that price gets way too high. Uh, Isaiah Papali'i came on for Brian Madison, who was pulled out of the side about an hour before kickoff, and he bagged a try on a 93. Another one of these guys that if you pick them up, after the, the phenomenal start off the bench for him, then it was uh, definitely one of those things that paid off. Obviously, um, picking a bench forward is never an ideal option, in my opinion. That's why I was so critical on Jai Arrow. But, look, he's he's um, like really changing the, the way that we look at interchange players. Same as Isaiah Papali'i. Uh, Clint Gutherson with an 81 as well for Gutho. But on the Tigers side of things, Luciano and Adam Dewey. Adam Dewey is looking like an okay supercoach prospect. If you want to go for a punt down that route in the 5'8 section, he looks to be really controlling the Tigers' attack. Much better than someone like Luke Brooks, who obviously played a, a great supercoach game this week as well and scored a 71. Jacob Little just continues to keep um, just putting his finger in my face because I, as a Tigers fan myself, I'm just I'm just not playing him week after week because I'm worried about that base, but he keeps getting these attacking stats. Uh, I think the wraps on him were true. We, we can see how great he is as a hooker. Just needed that time to come into the side, and he's finally got it. So hopefully injuries can stay away. He's looking like a, a fantastic option for you guys that didn't jump the gun and sell him for a Schuster. Um, but Stefano Otoy Makanu with back-to-back tries, it really helps his break even too. 
and uh, fan favorite Dane Laurie, 48 as well, which isn't too bad considering uh, he looked very, very lost in, not lost in attack, but didn't look overly involved. Obviously, he scored a try, which helped the, the cause. It would have taken him to a 31 without it. But um, yeah, look, that was the, the round one wrap up. I think the biggest dud of the week were in the first game, Charlie Stane, not Charlie Staines, Stephen Crichton and Jason Saab. And I think the big uh, winner this week is obviously Ryan Pappenhausen, but there's so many guys we mentioned at the top of the show who just continued to put in great performances this week. Papali'i, uh, the Chad, Brian To'o, Brett Morris, uh, Tarek Sims. So there's plenty of guys in the winner section, but I think the two biggest losers for this week are the very hyped up Stephen Crichton and obviously play with very, very little stock at the moment in Jason Saab, but... For now, guys, keep your friends close. Keep your pods closer. We'll be back later on today with the Teamless Tuesday review, two podcasts in one day, obviously, with the extended uh, Easter Monday break. Cheers. That's all, folks. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs>